Hello, hello. What's up? It's Molly Kendrick. This is another episode of Can I Peel You for a Sec? Where Bachelor Nation meets skincare. I was left on red by someone in Bachelor Nation, which I am super bummed out by. I'll tell you who that was before getting into a recap of night two of The Bachelorette season 17. There's also a crazy rumor going around about someone from the season that I have to address. Well, 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 this always seems to happen. There's always some sort of big Bachelor Nation news that comes out right after I release my podcast. So this is kind of old news at this point, but I wanted to just touch base with you on the announcement that there are three other hosts that have been announced for Bachelor in Paradise. The biggest shocker was probably when they announced David Spade as one of the rotating celebrity guest hosts. But the more that I just kind of think about that, the more perfect it feels for Bachelor in Paradise to have David Spade there. Lil John, Lance Bass, also going to be there, and Titus Burgess, who I am most excited about because, you know, I got to admit, at first I didn't know who Titus Burgess was, but of course I know him. I did a quick Google search, and like I said, I'm so embarrassed. I didn't know who who he was, Uh, but he was in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and was the best character on that show. So I am so, so thrilled that he is going to be there. I really hope that he gets the most screen time because... To be honest, he's my favorite and the most entertaining out of all of them. Oh, well, David Spade's pretty great, too. But I, I don't know about Lance Bass and Lil John. I think Lil John will be great, but I've never seen Lance Bass host anything. I like him, but I don't know. We'll just have to see. Also have somewhat of an update on Queen Victoria going to paradise. It's still not confirmed that she's going to be there or not. I don't think most of the cast has even been confirmed. However, she is now active on social media again. She took a two-week hiatus, and I'm pretty sure they're still filming the show. So if she's going to be there, unfortunately, um, she might not make it all the way through, which makes me really bummed out. But, you know, a couple months ago, I had invited her to be a guest on my podcast, and she left me on red, which I'm so bummed about. But that also kind of confirms my suspicion that she's going to be in paradise. I sent the message a couple months ago and just kind of like didn't check to see if she saw it at all because I wanted to just let the stars align. And if she was able to be a guest on my podcast, it is what it is. And hopefully in the future sometime I'll get to talk to Victoria because I would love to have her as a guest on my podcast. I'd love to just like talk to her. I feel like there are so many other things like outside of Bachelor Nation that she and I can connect on specifically past lives. Apparently she believes in them and I would love to have a discussion with her about that. But for now, Victoria, if you are hearing this or if producers are hearing this, I just want you to know I love you and whatever happens, I am excited for you and I'm rooting for you and can't wait to connect with you in the future. All right, I'm going to recap night two of The Bachelorette now. So if you have not watched that episode, definitely come back to this after you've watched it because I don't want to spoil anything for you. And there's also this really juicy rumor that's going around on the internet that I just like want to talk about. And it might make you really disappointed in a front runner. Hopefully it's not true. So I'll get to that in just a couple minutes. Well, first of all, the Aaron and Cody drama. I'm glad that Katie just cut that out right away. I think she she handled it so perfectly. She's definitely the kind of girl that doesn't want to deal with the drama. But, you know, I mean, on the show, you're going to have that drama anyway. So she's got plenty more drama coming her way. But I thought that it was great that she sent Cody home. 
I do, however, think that, you know, this is just my opinion, but if someone came to me and was already throwing another guy under the bus, I wouldn't trust either of them, to be honest. I mean, I think it's great that she listened to Aaron about his concerns about Cody, but that's also a red flag to me. I would send that person home um, because who knows the validity behind Aaron's concerns about Cody. If this was me, I would have sent both of those gentlemen home just so that I wasn't dealing with any of it. But I do think that it was very convenient for Katie to have Aaron later in the episode at the cocktail party because, you know, now Aaron is that informant role. And Katie herself was the informant on Matt's season. So she knows firsthand the value of having someone like that around so she can go to Aaron and ask, hey, what do you know about, you know, like what's going on in the house? Because at this point, he's already opened up to her about Cody and he'll probably like very freely tell any information he knows, Um, which, you know, when she did talk to him about the drama at the end of the episode, He didn't know anything that was going on and was kind of caught by a surprise. But um, I do think it was pretty convenient that Aaron stuck around. It's almost as if we knew some drama like this was going to happen. I wonder, wonder how that works. Maybe she wasn't allowed to send both guys home, both Aaron and Cody. Aaron's probably going to be around for another couple weeks just because he is playing that informant role. You know, I felt really bad for Mike the virgin on that sex positivity group date. Of course they were going to put the virgin on that date, which is fine. It is what it is. And that's always what they're going to do on the show. I wanted to give Mike a hug. I felt terrible. And who knows what else was going on for him to be so choked up and in tears over it. When you're a virgin and you're open about it, I mean, you own that. And I don't think there's any part of him that wasn't owning that part of his life. However, it's just really bizarre. Like, where did the tears come from? What was said? Um, I just feel like there was more that we could have seen there. But I felt terrible for him because he was clearly very uncomfortable. And I just felt bad for the guy. So I was really happy to see the way that Katie handled that situation. She was very supportive of him. She could tell that he really needed her support and she was there for him and I thought it was great that he won the best lover award on the group date I thought that was definitely appropriate okay everyone is pretty much in love with Greg at this point and it's only in the second episode of course he got the first one-on-one it was very clear on night one that there was a lot of chemistry between Katie and Greg so I'm really gr- glad that he got the first one-on-one and this is a great date it was low-key and it's clear to me why they were put together aside from the obvious chemistry it's just they they have a lot to connect on that's really sad stuff that they addressed during the date, but I just absolutely loved that Greg gave Katie the space to process what she was thinking and feeling in that moment when she opened up to him about her dad having passed away and all those memories. Like she was clearly going through walking down memory lane and processing her grief in that moment, uh, which is cool that she was so comfortable around Greg to be able to, to really do that and be vulnerable. I thought it was interesting how he waited until dinner to open up about his dad having passed away as well. 
But I think that he did that for a couple of reasons. One, he didn't want to make the moment about him and steal that moment from Katie for selfish reasons. I don't know if he knew about Katie's dad having passed away before that date. But if he didn't, maybe he was just caught off guard and was kind of just thinking about his own situation and was maybe a little bit in shock. And suddenly he's feeling that. I'm not sure, but I thought that it was appropriate for him to wait until dinner to open up about that. And, you know, I'm really glad that they were able to be vulnerable with each other and give each other that space to uh, deal with that. There is a very juicy rumor going around on the Internet. I want to be very clear here. It's a rumor. It is not verified, but it's apparently about Greg, that he's allegedly an actor and he's always had dreams of being an actor and now he's covered that up on social media. I don't know. Like I said, this is not verified, but this is the hot goss that is going on all over the internet. There's always that at least one contestant on every season that is the target of something like this. Not that I can compare Greg to Rachel Kirkconnell, but she was kind of like in that situation last season. Now it's Greg. It's always like the front runner that is taken down. So I don't know what's going to happen with this rumor, if more stuff is going to come out or if it's just totally false. Let's hope it's totally false because I really, truly like Greg. But we'll see. So where is this even coming from? Well, let me tell you my so- my source, and they have even said this is unverified. But there is this Instagram account called Dumois, spelled D-E-U-X-M-O-I-S. And they share all sorts of celebrity gossip that is usually unverified. And a lot of the times they will get submissions and share screenshots of these emails about Bachelor Nation contestants. And Greg's come up a few times with this kind of stuff. So I have no idea if this is actually true or not. I hope it's not. But that's what's going on online. Also really important to note here that he was originally cast to be on Claire's season of The Bachelorette last year. So is he really there for Katie? He said that he was really excited that Katie was The Bachelorette. But... He had applied to be on Claire's season and he was supposed to be on Claire's season. But I really do think that the chemistry between them is legit. And I think that we're going to be seeing Greg till probably the very end. I don't predict him to be the one that Katie ends up with, but I think he's going to be around probably like top two at least. I'm just exhausted at this point, even thinking about talking about Carl Oh my God, that was a lot to unpack in the last like 10 to 15 minutes of the episode. Clearly he is just like drama, drama, drama. I feel like we're not going to see Carl for much longer. Not past this next episode, episode number three. I don't think so. Anyways, we shall see. I don't have a miracle skincare product to tell you about this week because honestly my skin has kind of been freaking out for these past few days. And I just wanted to touch on that. That's sometimes too much of a good thing. It's probably a bad thing. I haven't done anything totally different with my skincare routine, to be honest. I've been using retinol by The Ordinary, which I actually honestly like really love that product that I added to my skincare routine at night. I'm already noticing results. I mean, the texture of my skin is just totally different. And I really like that. But, you know, retinol can really dry your skin out. So I thought that maybe that was it. But I've always read and heard that retinol will dry your skin when you first start using it. And I've been using it for a while. So I think what the deal is, is I also do dermaplaning on my skin, which is basically taking 
a razor and like shaving your face, shaving the dead skin uh, skin cells off. And I think I might have gone a little too hard with that. And it just totally irritated my skin, putting product on top of that. So it's feeling better at this point, but it was freaking out for a few days. And I had to kind of scale back on like the retinol and really just stick to moisturizer and SPF for a couple days. And now it's feeling pretty good, but it's still a little dry. Staying away from the dermaplaning because I feel like that was probably the culprit. I've done it before, but I think I just did a little too much. Maybe used the razor a little too too rough on my skin. So I think that's what it was. I love dermaplaning. I actually, honestly, is one of the things that I swear by. I started doing it when Marin Morris tweeted about shaving her face. She didn't call it dermaplaning, but she shared the product that she bought on Amazon. And it's just a pack of razors for that purpose. And I bought those same razors and I've been using them. They've lasted a long time because I don't do it very frequently. It's maybe like once every other week, I'll just do like a quick dermaplaning after I've washed my face. Usually I do it at night because I don't want to put makeup over my skin after that. I've noticed really great results and I swear by it. I'll continue to do it, but I think recently I just went a little too hard with the dermaplaning, so maybe scale back on that a little bit. That's another episode of Can I Peel You for a Sack or Bachelor Nation meets skincare. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at Molly on Air. That's Molly with an IE. And I will catch you next week for another episode. I'm going to recap episode three of The Bachelorette, season 17.